Over the last eight years, I've heard some amazing stories from former criminal Dave Courtney and his partner in crime, Brendan. Dave has had threats to his life, been shot at, he's had someone bite his nose off. Brendan has been tied up and held at gunpoint and was once stabbed on Christmas Day. I think because the two of them are so funny and friendly, it's easy to forget their criminal past. I have wondered if one of our chats might suddenly end because of a gangland criminal taking revenge on Dave. If there would be a drive-by shooting or even an armed police raid that ended in tragedy. So far, I've been very lucky. In all this time, there has only been one incident. It was when I was speaking to Brendan. Being northerners ended up proper beating each other up a bit for cuddling each other. There was a lot of confusion with the outcome of these taking ecstasy. So that, they've gone off to play football on a Sunday morning and they've left us in a pub with this geezer who... Um, so you're going to have to stop there. I've got to get an ice cream, mate. While the rest of the UK was in lockdown for the first time, Dave Courtney and Brendan got to go on a two-week boating holiday. Or at least that's what it looked like. In truth, they came to the rescue of a friend who really needed their help. Two weeks on a luxury barge with amazing weather might not be quite as good as it sounds. My name's Matt Price, and this is Conversations with Criminals. The true story of Dave Courtney, the porn star, and the barge. So the first thing I wanted to know was about the time when Dave went over to America and ended up featuring in a porn film. And I was looking after some porn stars in, in California for four weeks and um, with Sin City. And I brought eight women, not me, the company had brought eight women over there with them. I was looking after them for security. I ended up meeting the guy who runs Sin City, uh, Guy Ollivander. And um, he went, why don't you go and do it? You've only got to do, take your age test over there in that shop. You get it an hour later. Then you look for a magazine and pick what bird you want to shag, get a shag, pick two or three, and we'll make a film this afternoon. He said, I'll guarantee you it'll never leave America because we're just going to sell it to one hotel and, it, and you can't tape it off of their thing. So it's going to be like hotel porn. So I went, yeah, I'll do that. Two or three years later, I'm getting, I'll go to my friend's wedding in, um, uh, in Vegas and it was that cool there and that, that, that nicer wedding, it was Joey Powell's wedding, that I had the cathedral the next day and got married myself. Not one of them little, uh, no, that weren't Elvis. It was, it was a proper little thing. And so while we were in the hotel, he had sold it to the, um, to the Great Western Hotel. Great Western Hotels. And we don't know that this Treasure Island Hotel in Vegas was one of them. And while on my wedding night, I'm lying there with my missus, she turned on the porn station. Who come up? <laughs> Lock, cock and two smoking bimbos, I think it was called. Lock, cock and two smoking bimbos. And that but I, I knew from... by the sounds coming from the bedroom that that wasn't marital bliss straight off. God! Yeah. I was next door in the other room and I thought, right, I've been married three hours. <laughs> yeah. And it now sounds like this has got problems. I've seen documentaries where male porn stars have said that the job is very stressful. I kind of knew the answer, but I wanted to know if Dave found it stressful being on set. No, because it isn't like what you see. It was like a massive big aircraft hangar and there was making five films on that wall all like 20 foot apart one was a, well, a prison cell a, one was a yeah, they had a four acre studio didn't they four yeah, yeah. acres there was studio. about ten and it was films fun. all being made at yeah. the same time it was a different sets 
and in the middle of it was like the makeup table and a cup of tea ship bit. So halfway through there doing a little real it's one I never trust a woman for as long as I live. I've just sat there and watched them a, a little orgy scene and halfway through doing this orgy she's just about to squirt and go ah, ah. she stops and goes ah, I don't it. I'm gonna fart wait 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 I'm gonna fart stop let's all have a quick and they'd all go back do their makeup have a cup of tea and then they come back all getting roughly exactly the same position and go action and she'd go ah, and finish the orgasm and carry on I went you lying little monkeys you lot and I watched them all do it so it wasn't stressful because it was funny it was really funny at the time you know what I mean a couple of unique films being made out at the time. There was like a, a Viking dwarf bent over a tree log with um, like a, a rather tall black lady fucking up the arse with a strap on. So, where'd that all come from? What's that? That's not, no, no, I'm just making... saying it was just happening at the I'm time. Trying to keep I, it I, family, you know, I've never really got it out of my head. That's all. It's quite a scarring vision that was. And his hat fell off. When Dave became famous, he was also the go-to guy for television companies if they wanted someone from the underworld to be interviewed on programmes about crime. This meant that Brendan was given some unusual opportunities. I used to do these as little challenges to make Dave laugh and other people laugh sometimes because we, we know like the reality of a real hitman going on telly telling you how to kill someone is fucking pretty remote, isn't it? But, you know, like... If they, they, these people wanted a hitman, I was a sex addict, a hitman, I, I was anything you wanted to be for usually about 300 quid. Right, so I, I'd done the hitman and I had to put on like a northern, I had to put a balaclava on, go to these woods uh, where we hopefully wouldn't be recognised by anyone who was dogging or something and um, just stand in these woods with a balaclava on in a northern accent and a hitman will say, you know, they put one in one to the body and one to the head, you know. So you usually shoot the body because it's a bigger target. And once the body's been hit and they're, they're down, a professional hitman allegedly is meant to put one to the head. Yeah. So with that information, I described this uh, as a, a way of, uh, as a job and putting on a, a balaclava and saying, in my best Northern fucking accent, right? What you do is you put one to body and one to head. <laughs> yeah, when I thought that I'd got away with that, but when everyone seen it on telly, they went, why is Brendan pretending to be some <laughs> Northern geezer in a balaclava? <laughs> I went to Dave's house to meet Millie. She's a porn star and a dominatrix. She lived at Dave's house for two years with her gimp and worked in the dungeon at the bottom of Dave's garden. Now, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I find meeting a friend of a friend quite stressful, especially when the friend making the introduction says, oh no, the two of you will get on really well. Then they describe the person or tell me something about them. She used to get us to piss in a Lucasade bottle and stick it in a microwave to warm it up. Well, I like Lucasade, so that's a good start. And she made me go down there one day. And she said it was her piss, but it was on it was mine. And he's, she's poured it into a glass, like a glass of wine, and he's drunk it and he's going, yeah. swilling it around. And she's going, well, and he's going, it's lovely, mistress, lovely. <laughs> I've sat with her before, and she had a geezer dressed in a nappy, wanking with a donut on his cock. Mmm, donuts. I've been at Dave's house for less than five minutes and already you've ruined Lucasaid and donuts. Any mention of mayonnaise and that's it. I'm going home. When I rang her last night, she was on the webcam. And as I rang up, 
she went, stick that down your jacks are you can't tell. <laughs> and, oh, oh, do I have to? Yeah. And she went, and I've got someone here who's going to make you do it as well. <laughs> oh, no. God, I was like, oh. oh, no. I went, look, I'll ring you back. <laughs> Then she sent me a video of the kids are sticking a thing oh, down his jack no. with, the, with the electric thing on it to charge it up. <laughs> what is the matter with people? Honestly. The voice you've just heard there is of Ange. She's a friend of Dave's. I don't know, I don't know, listen. If you did that, and that gave you the biggest, hardest, hard-on throbbing thing you'd ever had in your life. Would you do it again? You get to yeah. the point and going, hang on, let me, while I'm doing that, and I'll stick a metal rod down here and put an electric charge for it just to see what wow. happens. <laughs> Everyone's done that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Stop it. We're all among friends. This other case he used to, was a breaker, and he used to go, cunty face has gone out. And that was his wife. Cunty face. face has gone out. And she'd go, right, well, cunty face is out. I want you to wank in her pillow. Wow, and spunking it and come in, come in the pillow that she sleeps on. And then another day she got him to open up her face cream and spunk into her face cream. <laughs> he was going, yes, mistress, yes, mistress. What do you want me to do now, mistress? <laughs> and there's other ones, Matt, that, that get like get turned on from blackmailing. Um, you've got to ring them up and go, right, I'm telling your wife that you have dressed up as a woman and I've fucked you up the arse unless yeah. you put a thousand pounds in my account within half an hour. Or I know one that you tie him up and you, you play a game, he puts like five grand on the side, and, you, and it, but it's, it's a setup. he's going to lose all that money. And the fact that he was tied up and every time she won, she was taking another thousand pounds and that was really, really turning him on. Like, get, that's like financially getting right. Yeah, that would, would not give me an order. Nor me, mate. Nor me. I like to think of myself as a broad-minded person. So if someone said to me, I want to get into S&M, I would say, well, go for it. Just make sure you don't use ouch as a safe word. I was interested to meet Millie and to hear about her day-to-day work life as a dominatrix. She told me about one of her older clients who was into financial domination. It's not something that I'd ever heard of. Well, obviously... In the beginning, the old man, I don't think you see it like that, but it's basically what it is. He likes to be a tight Scrooge, and then he likes to see me happy splurging all his cash that he's been a Scrooge with. Mm. It's just a weird little, like... But other ones like you to threaten them, don't they? Yeah, like, I'm going to put you in the boot of the car, you can't, and I'm going to take all your fucking money. You tailor make it to the thing, like, sure. even the racial one, I always say, can you, like, can you tell me exactly what you want, because... I started getting a bit carried away with it, yeah? yeah. And I had some Muslim geezer and I told him, you're going to stop praying to Allah and you're going to get down five times a fucking day and you're going to pray to me, you cunt. And he was like, no, whoa, you've taken it too far. I was like, yeah, shouldn't have really gone there, but... Gimp, he was my favourite. I had him on for ten months before he... I'd never thought he'd leave. I thought he was, like, part of the he furniture. Did love it. Oh, he loved it, yeah. Thought he was just going to stay forever. I, I, I had a very strange day with her and the gimp one day. I, I, when Dave was having his operation, his heart operation, right? Sorry. And I've come home, so I'm a bit stressed, and he's had the seven hour op. They're waiting to find out how his new valve's going to take and all that. So they said they'd ring me. So I've come home, and she had another girl working in the dungeon with her called Piggy Mouth. We see yeah. her the other week in London, right. me and Dave. And, um, 
They had the gimp down there. Spoke this morning. Yeah, they had the gimp down there, and I walked down there, like, I'm a bit stressed, you know, with all what's going on with Dave, and then I've walked in, and there's a full-blown round. She's going to me, she has spoke to my gimp without permission. And the gimp's standing there. No, but there. you're written character, and it's all serious and proper, yeah. do you know what I mean? And the gimp's standing there with a gas mask on, naked, wanking. <laughs> Oh. And he had a tiny little He cup. wanked for 10 months and he weren't allowed he, to come. One day it just shot all over my leg, yeah, and I fined him £300. <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> and I fed someone shit once, and as I put it in his mouth, he come all over his stomach, so I scraped it into his hand and told him to take it with him. Dirty little bastard. Do you know my thing is, how did you realise that you're like turned it. on by like shit? You, you were sitting there one day having a dump and thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to I've even seen them, they smear it all over them and have shit wank. And how on earth does their missus not come home and have like, a whiff of it? Or one geezer, he went into the um, kitchen, it, was, it might have been his mum or his missus or something, I don't know, took the rolling pin, rammed it up his ass, pulled it up, loads of shit all over it, licked it clean and went and put the fucking thing back. Dirty this is cunt. on webcam. Yeah, oh, I couldn't do that in person. Not with that rolling pin, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this shit. Thing. Thing I, mean, I remember seeing something on the rolling pin. Mills <laughs> <laughs> does dominatrix, right? She don't actually know one fucks Mills, but no one touches her. She just has men come here to be abused. Basically. And hurt. And so she doesn't actually sleep or have sex with anybody. I basically puts men through some serious fucking pain. It's weird when I got my first humiliation one, because I'm actually a nice girl, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I remember feeling a bit upset about it, and then he left me my best review ever, like utterly fucking like, humiliated me and destroyed me, like that's what they want. See, like when I was down in the dungeon, I found it really cool that the first time I ever kicked a geezer in his nut, he was rock solid. And you'd expect if you kicked him in the balls, he'd be soft, innit? But no, he wanted you, he was like raging and wanted to be kicked again. Okay. What what type of people are they? Is, is there any one type of person? No, it's, no, no, no. Gangsters, losers, your lorry men, your milkmen, drug dealers. drug dealers, all of it, like, all of it, yeah. The really, like, the ones that you really wouldn't expect. What was that one? He was a diplomat. A diplomat, wasn't it? A Nigerian diplomat, yeah. wasn't it? Wouldn't touch him, and he um he got he got off on it. He was like, I can't believe I got off on it, and you didn't even come anywhere near me. I was like, just like bullying him and stuff. He shot his load everywhere. He's like, I can't believe it. He's like, Are you gonna touch me? I was like, Help me! I was like, I ain't fucking helping you. Wank yourself. He's like, I've never wanked. Well, learn. Go on. Well, that wasn't very diplomatic. I had a, um, I, I think my funny, my, my, my latest cool one was I got a vulture. Everyone called him a pet, but I was like, you're more like just a little vulture. Look at you, like, <laughs> in the corner, just like, hissing and crawling around, sniffing poppers. But like, they spend grands. The weirder, the weirder it is, the more they spend, the more they just entertaining a minute. Like, what do you want to do? All right, you want to act like that? All right, then I'll bully you to do that. If you're in a bad mood when you go to work, no, do you, you feel better when you beat the fuck out of someone? You don't, you're not allowed to. Right, put it this way, you're not allowed to go into it with that sort of mind frame, so I'm not trying to hurt you, it's tailor-made for you, it's not for my pleasure, it's for yours, but the more I scream and shout and fuck people up and fuck them off, I ain't got nothing left in me. Why, why do they do it? What's, what is it about? Uh... Don't know. 
like to be controlled or told what to do. I don't know. Well, I don't I have to be careful how I phrase it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you've got different type of gimps, haven't you? Yeah, I miss my gimp. We had him for 10 months. He was, And you know what? That's actually kind of a joke because... He was a good gimp. He weren't even a gimp. No, he I'm weren't. dyslexic and I read it gimp he's book. Na- yeah, his name's so Gilbert. So I was dick slapping him for 10 months and then he decided to tell me that it was actually an Irish slang term for loser and I'd read it wrong. Well, he clearly was a loser because he just let me fuck him up. His name was Gilbert and she called him Gimpert. Because <laughs> she's dyslexic. Dave and Brendan may no longer be involved with crime, but they will try and help people if they can. During the first UK lockdown, Millie went to them with a problem. She had had her boat stolen and they took it up to uh, near Peterborough. So we got the. she asked us if we'd go and get it back when the lockdown They rang her up when the lockdown was on and went... You found your boat. You got ten days to move it, or we're going to crush it. So we, when when she's actually got in touch with us, and said, "Oh, I've got a canal boat. It's got this on it and all that." So it did have all them things she had on it, but that was before they stole it. After they'd stole it, they had took the toilet out of it. There was no fridge. There was no telly. There was no water. Yeah. We didn't know that when we were driving. We didn't know that. And then when we got there on the day, I've got to be honest. He, he actually got on the boat, seen it was a little bit sparse, to say the least, yeah. I was looking through the window, and it looked like a shithole, and I thought, fuck me, we've got this up here, I can't even get... And what my get-out clause was this, the very first day it rained or come over dark, I was going home, because you have to stand up on the back of them things and steer it in whatever weather it is, right? Hold it. You, I had to stand up on the back of it, Dave. Okay. You, sat, you sat inside watching me, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he would have, we would have definitely both gone home and anyway, we didn't think it was hard to actually drive the thing. We can understand <laughs> her not having enough confidence to try and do it on her own. And we didn't think it was going to be hard because you can go and hire them and take them out for a day, can't you? So fuck it. So we went, yeah, we'd do it. But when we got there, like I say, there was no toilet. And their rooms are separated by a curtain. He's in one room with a porn star. I'm in the other room. But... It, it was really sunny every day yeah, for 14 days. Two weeks. The best summer we've ever had. But along the way... Along the way, things didn't go according to plan. And that's because Dave and Brendan didn't have a plan. Brendan managed to spin the barge 180 degrees in the water and get the rudder caught in some rope. Dave dropped his mobile phone in the canal, which meant that nobody could contact him directly. Luckily, Brendan had his phone and phoned me to keep me up to date on their progress. Well, we've had a couple of issues with a boat. We've had to get some geezer out, one of them slave geezers that Millie's got, and um, he's come out because we've got the rope tied around the rudder. But he's yeah. jumped in and, and, and he's got the rope off. But he's into, like, stinging nettle wanks. Um, stinging nettle wanks. Uh, I'm going to regret this. Who, in, who invented the stinging nettle wank? Well, we think it was John Nettles. That was to rescue them, but because he's a bit noncy, he wanted like a dirty pair of knickers for doing the job, so I didn't it's mind. Cold, you know, I actually weren't in there, there's that on out there, friends of mine, yes. in fucking Peterborough, that's got a diving suit and does all that spinning about. I've just started this boat ride and it's all gone wrong for me. Fuck me, at seven in the morning, because he had to be at work at nine, this young man who I'd, I did know was a friend of mine, you know, he turned Give up and walked out of the fucking woods like a dream. 
And then when we went to go and had a look at our phones, because everyone had seen what plight we were in, everyone had rung up and went, oh, no, 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 Dave, you don't have to. Don't, you're looking for someone to go and, you know, there's a hatch at the back that you haven't do the hatch. And the props are off there. So Millie's slave spent an hour in freezing cold water for no reason, although a pair of dirty knickers are not to be sniffed at. Just because we had a bird wanking on the roof along the river, right, in the daytime, it was fucking freezing cold in the nighttime. Yeah, it was nice in the daytime, and she did actually, like, broaden the horizon with her open-mindedness, do you know what I mean? And as she... Love you, Mills. <laughs> she made her content on the roof, was very entertaining for us and anyone else walking along and, the river. And because everyone was watching our progress on the internet, we didn't know that. We just thought we were popular, but as, was, as we were the only river allowed on the boat that time, because we had the certificate... Yeah, the lockdown yeah, on the old no, boating world no was, was a bit moving. more severe than it is in yeah, yeah. on the road on the normal walking about world on the roads, right? There's not a boat moving, all in little communes parked along, just us. We still had crashes though. We were the only boat on the river. We still had crashes, didn't we? we? Yeah, we crashed into a few yeah, park boats. And everywhere we parked for the night, people were waiting for us to get there with dinners, lunch of puff, DJ things, everyone's waving at us as we're driving along, but there was Following us on the on yeah, well the um, done, well done to Dean Lambert for coming out. Yeah, and, big shout, Mr. Lambert, putting on a really good show on the side of the canal. Not having a toilet caused a bit of a problem, but luckily Dave managed to find a solution, or at least he thought he did. Anyway, I didn't think he was awake. So I've got up, crept past him, <laughs> grabbed the toilet paper. <laughs> right. Come Just out got, with slippery got, shit. Got, got me pants, <laughs> trainers, me pants. These little sock things I had on, right? And a, a shirt or something, no trousers. Because for me, because I'm fat, because oh, I'm fat, <laughs> cunt, to go bend over and have a shit and not shit on your leg or something, it's hard <laughs> for me you. to bend over enough. You've obviously done that a couple of days. Man, before. So, so fuck <laughs> off, you little cunt. Shut up. We've all got a bit Shut too up. close. I'm talking about my own <laughs> shit. Right? Stop butting them. I'm talking about too long shit. together. So I'm hanging on to this sign, and I'm in this fucking field where there's cows, closer than I've ever been to cows, I'm afraid, like where my gate is over there about. 34 or something, yeah? It's not a lot of 34. It's... No. Yeah? Not so for I'm fucking cat. looking at him. Yeah, I'm bending over. And I've dropped one log, right? And as I was just about to halfway through the other log, he started up the boat. Right? That made all of them start going, and walking towards me. And then I just completely banged straight away, pulled my trousers up with the shit, <laughs> oh, right? and ran off. And I come home, I got shit. Come in the boat, yeah. I had like... shit in my sock. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then he went, you can't come in the boat because you smelled. So I had to take all my clothes off yeah. on the end of the boat and then try and dangle my bum in the water to wash my bum in the lock. And I'm like, Fucking, what am I fucking... So I'm, about go, I'm about to go down the ladder, water up to my knees, <laughs> just so I can dump my arse in it, wash my arse. And when people were talking to us, they're going, oh, it's like an holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fool. I'm starving. I'm starving, right? There's no shops on the walkway. Hello, Brendan. All right, Matt. How, uh, how's it going on the barge? It's going okay, but the um, there's one of the cows that's actually walked in a Dave pat and has probably not got over it. <laughs> there was one really good thing about Dave dropping his phone in the canal, and that was that he could spend time getting close to nature. 
and enjoy it without any distractions, apart from cows, Brendan and a stressed-out dyslexic porn star. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I looked out there and I thought, oh, that's an hedgehog, that's like a baby hedgehog, not even a real hedgehog. It's a half-size hedgehog, which is slower, ain't got bigger engine or nothing like that. And it was just running along at the same speed as our boat. <laughs> and then it just went... And run off, and I thought, oh, fuck, I can't believe it. I've got overtook by an hedgehog. I genuinely have got overtook by an hedgehog. Fuck off. You all right, Matt? All right, Brendan. How's it going? Well, we, we, we're going all right, but we've had a little bit of a dispute here, Matt, and I just need someone to verify this, right, because we're having an argument over penguins today because Dave said when he remembers seeing some penguins, it was that cold that he's seen a load of penguins. Right, so Millie says, "Well, that's obviously like a group of penguins, yeah." Yeah. And um, Maxine said, "No, it's a gang." But I said, "No, it's obviously a packet." <laughs> Despite so many mishaps along the way, everything ended well. Millie got her barge back. A journey that takes two hours by car took nearly two weeks along the canal. Dave got to upgrade his phone that he lost, and Brendan was offered a new career. Well, me and Mills have had, had a little bit of a fling, right? That's not, no, it's not a secret, yeah? And she's a good girl. She's a wicked girl. She's funny. She's sexy, yeah? But we've got different views. She is a professional porn star and found it quite easy to make porn, and that is a job for her. But I'm not, yeah? And she seemed to think it might be an idea because we were getting on so well that I could be what's known as a stunt cock. I didn't know what a stunt cock was, until she approached me with the idea. But at 53, I don't think it was for me. I said I'd do it at 62. But she looked and went, no. But bless bless her for asking. It was quite an honour to be asked. And I'm glad she had that much belief in me. But it just, it weren't for me. I weren't really that... that, Stunt cock material. The screen weren't, big screen weren't for me. Well, I'm not an expert, Brendan, but I think being a stunt cock is a bit like being a hitman. What you do is one to the body and one to the head. But even the worst bit was probably the best because I learned I calmed down a lot, like literally. Yeah, they're laughing it off and their chilled ways ain't so bad really when you see it from their point of view. She, she went, <laughs> she went. Why don't you take this fucking serious? And he went, because when you've had someone shoot at you, it's hard to take this serious. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah not as a rope strapped round your propeller, <laughs> or there's a little hole in the boat that we're meant tomorrow. It is. It's the barge of like. Is it of sentimental value to you then? Because she could have. Well, after fighting for her, yeah, she means more to me. I ain't gonna do it. People said, oh, burn her down, or I was like, fuck off. Or well, when that man said, oh, she sinks, I could have just. The truth is this. She, she's in her profession. What she has just bought is a location for her work. She's just bought her shop, or just bought her brand new roll out of her fucking wedding. Right? She's just got her barge to turn into her work venue for her to earn the rest of the money for the rest of her life. So it's everything to her, it, yeah, and it was, yeah. and and I was so excited for her when she got it a year ago before yeah. she lost it, and I know how upset she was when it got nicked, right? So I know all of that. So then when we actually got the SOS call, I've only got ten days to move my boat. It's been nicked and it's found on someone else's property. Otherwise, they're going to crush it. I don't know what to do. We both just went straight away for her. Oh, we'll come and do it then. 
Oh, she must have thought that we could drive a boat. Right? I did a but, bit of yeah, yeah. <laughs> And your history with boats, because... Weren't great, no, weren't great. No, 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 but he's, well, he's, actually, he's actually good with anything mechanical, yeah? It's no good at anything not mechanical, which is everything else in the world. <laughs> but at mechanical things, he does pull through with it, you know what I mean? He's owned his own plant hire company and has mended bigger things than a fucking dent in a boat. Or a bit of rope round an axle. Yeah, he's mended, put new tracks on a fucking digger in the middle of a building so in the rain and all that shit. So like that was going to be nothing to him. I've lived with him and I thought, I ain't going to have to get dirty or wet. <laughs> he will do that. So, and, and it was the middle of the fucking lockdown and it was with nice company. And it was, it's working yeah, and she only had 10 days and if she didn't find anyone else, her little dream was going to get fucking crushed up. So we went, yeah, we'd do it. That's the bottom line of it about trying to go, I ain't my hero. I was just, I'm not saying that one fucking bit, but. No, you that's was, really though. Yeah, I'd you like was to say, though. I'd like to say I was a hero. Yeah, if I could just throw that in, I'd be grateful. And it was legal for you to go, wasn't it? Right, right. right. We but, waited but it was illegal for anyone else on the river to be on the river. We were told that she had to get back to her and own mooring. Because we'd isolated to together. On... We'd isolated together, so it didn't matter. We was all right. And you didn't catch Corona? And we didn't catch Corona. I even had a test when I come home, and I didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. We both went for the test, and he has had his answer that he hasn't got it, and they haven't sent me my answer. So now I'm frightened. Sent me and do you know why they've not sent it, Dave? Because they've sent it, and the fishes are answering it. <laughs> oh, don't just hurt my side. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. And thanks, of course, to Dave, Brendan and Millie. If there's anyone out there who wants to pay me money to kick them in the balls, let me know. I'm on at Matt Price Comedy on Twitter. I'm also, the website is conversationswithcriminals.com. I will be back with more episodes, more interviews, and of course, more stuff with Dave and Brendan. Thanks again. Bye for now.